Welcome to another in my series of Return to Rest. As you may know, I have a five-minute devotional on Facebook, and this week I spoke about what are you apprehended for? And I promise that in this podcast, I will elaborate a little further on that topic and give us a little bit more examples. So my question to you today is, what were you apprehended for? First, I want you to turn to John, John chapter 15. We're going to read from verse 16. And this is Jesus speaking to his disciples. And he said, you did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that it should go forth and bear fruit and that your fruit should remain. So as a Christian, our overarching goal is go forth and bear fruit. But as individuals, we have specific goals to meet. But as a group, we are to go forth and bear fruit. If you turn a little bit further down the Bible to Philippians, Philippians chapter 3, beginning at verse 12, Philippians chapter 3, beginning at verse 12, it says, Not that you have already attained, nor am already perfected, but I press on that I may lay a hold of that for which Christ Jesus has also laid a hold of me. Let me say that again. Not that I have already attained or am already perfected, but I press on that I may lay a hold of what Christ Jesus has laid a hold of me. In my English, let me say, I press on so that I can apprehend what Christ apprehended me for. I press on so that I can grasp and apprehend what Christ apprehended me for. So you might think, so why apprehend? The Bible describes it as apprehend or why Christ laid a hold of me or why Christ captured me. Or why Christ arrested me? What did he arrest me for? In the business world, when you think they're looking for a new CEO, they set out a headhunter company to look for the best fit. They're looking for someone to grow the company. Or they're looking for someone to diversify the company. Or they're looking for someone whose specialty is in mergers. And they seek that person out and they hire the person with the goal that that person would help them attain something. They have a goal in mind. We hired Mr. XYZ so that he can help us apprehend or he can help us gain ABCD. In the medical world, we saw this too. During the outbreak of Ebola in the early 2010s and a lot of doctors who had worked with Ebola before were sent into Sierra Leone for one purpose, to help contain it. Because they were familiar with it, they were sent there to contain it. It would have been very wrong for them to find a doctor who was studying family medicine and then send them into that 
into the Ebola crisis because they would not have the skills and the tools they need to deal with it. You have to find the right person for the right task. I remember last year when one of our big teams, sports teams here, I'm in the state of Texas, in Texas, was trying to solicit a particular player. If I mentioned his, his name, you would know him. And they negotiated back and forth and back and forth and the money kept going higher and he kept asking for more and they kept coming back with more and the negotiation went on quite a while. So I asked a friend of mine who's deeply into football and I said, what's the big deal about this player? Why are they spending so much money and so much time on this person? And his answer to me was that because this person delivers. This person has this skill that if he comes into the team, is going to take the team to another level. I said, oh, great. But that's what Christ has done for us. He has formed us with the skills we need that when he sets us loose into his kingdom, we can attain certain goals for him. Let me give you another example. Imagine you have a house cleaner and you told your house cleaner, could you please clean the house for me? I'm going to have guests come in and I'm going to get home right in time. I'm not going to have the time to make sure my house is in order. Please clean the house. And your cleaner came as, as you've instructed and she found some food that you hadn't prepared. And she thought, oh, let me prepare this dish for her or for you or for him. And she prepared an elaborate, beautiful meal. And you got home just in time to prepare the meal because you had planned that ahead of, ahead of time, but your house was still dirty. You will not be very happy because your cleaner did not do what you had apprehended him or her for. You hired them to clean the house for a specific purpose. You did not hire them to cook for you. Even though what they did was good, it did not hit the purpose you hired them for. So Christ has hired or apprehended or sought each one of us out for a purpose, for a skill, for a skill set to do certain things for his kingdom. Because when we all come together, it forms a perfect picture. So we have to stay there. Can we find this in God's word? Yes. And I'm glad you asked me that question. So I'm going to have you turn to the Old Testament. Now, some people have a problem with the Old Testament because they say, well, it is old. But the Bible tells us that all scripture is given unto us for edification, for correction, so that we can become perfect or towards perfection. And the Old Testament is also given to us as an example so that we can learn and so that we don't fall into, into the same trap. And lastly, the Bible tells us that the whole Old Testament plus the New Testament introduces us to Christ. So it's all encompassing. So if we go back into the Old Testament, let's start at the very beginning. Let's start in Genesis. And this is Abraham. And we're going to Genesis chapter 12, verse 1. And here God is saying, now the Lord said unto Abram, he was known as Abram here. The Lord said unto Abram, get thee out of thy house and thy country and thy kindred 
and from your father's house unto a land that I will show thee. So this is why Abraham was apprehended. Get out of your father's house unto a land that I will show you. And in that land, in verse 2, I will make you a great nation and I will bless you and I will make your name great and you shall be a blessing. So the first half of the, of the equation for Abraham was get up and get out. The second half was what God was going to do for him or to him when he gets there. So that's one example. We're going to come back to Abraham in a minute. The other example I want to show you is go further, a little bit further down to Exodus. And this is Exodus chapter 3. And this is Moses. If you remember the story of Moses, he was born to an Israelite family raised in, in the Pharaoh's house. And then because of some things he had done, he had to go into the back of beyond for 40 years. And Exodus chapter 3 Verse 10 says that God got his attention, but God is telling him here to Moses, Come now, therefore I will send you to Pharaoh, that you may bring my people, the children of Israel, out of Egypt. And that was Moses's appre- that's what that's why God apprehended Moses to go into Egypt and tell Pharaoh, let my people go. Simple, period. That was what God sent him for. But what happened along the way, we'll come back to that in a minute as well. And then the other one I wanted to turn to a little bit further down in the Bible is Jonah. And this is Jonah chapter 1. And God is talking to Jonah. If you remember the story of Jonah, God asked him to go to Nineveh. And he went into a journey of disobedience for a while. And a lot of people got hurt as a result. This was in my last podcast, so I will not go much more further into that. But if you look at Jonah chapter 1, it says from verse 1, Jonah chapter 1 verse 1 says, Now the word of the Lord came unto Jonah, the son of Amittai, saying, Arise, go to Nineveh, that great city, and cry against it, for their wickedness has come up before me. So Jonah's one mission was arise, go to Nineveh, and preach repentance. Period. That was his journey. That was his goal. But we also have lessons to learn from Jonah. Then I still have one more prophet for you. And this is in 1 Kings. 1 Kings chapter 13. And we're going to look at verse 1. And here... God had sent this prophet to give a message to King Jeroboam. And God told the prophet, go, give him the message. Do not come back the same way. Do not stop. Do not do anything. Come back a different way home. Simple, straightforward. And you you will see that in verse 5. And because somebody had asked him, why don't you come to my house and for dinner? And he told that person, if you were to give me half your house, I will not go with you, nor eat your bread or drink your water. For it was commanded me by the word of God saying, you shall not eat or drink water, nor return the same way you came. So he went another way. So God sent him, go give this message and come back another way. And he did. 
But did he really? We're going to come back to that in a minute. And lastly, another example, I want to read the word of Jesus, the words of Jesus to us. And I'm going to have you turn to Luke, Luke chapter 19, verse 10. Luke chapter 19, verse 10. Or we can start at verse 9. And this is when Jesus was talking to Zacchaeus. And Jesus said to him that Zacchaeus, Today salvation has come to this house because this man too is the son of Abraham. And this is what I'm, this is the clincher for me. For the son of God, the son of man, excuse me, the son of man came to seek and save the lost. So God, Jesus also had his own plan to come to seek and save the lost. What were you apprehended for? What did God call you to do? What is your plan? What is your master plan? Our overarching plan from God, as I said in John, is go and bear fruit, that your fruit should remain. That's the overarching plan. But what is your specific goal? And as I said on my Facebook post as well, if you buy a very expensive team, think of a team that comes to mind, your overarching goal for this team is to win games. That is the one goal. Go there and win me some games. But for each individual player that plays a specific role, your your goal for that player is to be a quarterback. Or your goal for that player is to be the best thrower. Or your goal for that coach is to be the best coach. Or your goal for the cheerleader is to be the best cheerleader. That's your goal for each individual person. But collectively, your goal for that team is to win games. Collectively, our goal from Christ, from God, is to go and bear fruit and our fruit should remain. But our individual goals is where we have to pray to God for that he shows us our individual plans that we may pursue them and pursue them with vigor and vitality. But in the pursuit of our goals, there's some lessons to learn from the Old Testament, as I told you before, is a book of lessons. What what can we learn from the Old Testament? I picked up four things we could learn. I'm sure we can learn more, but I picked up four things. The first one is go. Go. When you are called, you go. If called, God calls you to go, you go. Because you have to realize that he has planned a way for you to go. So if God calls you to go, you go. You don't wait. You don't deliberate. You don't ask. You don't ponder. You don't wait a year or two to see if God is really serious. If God has called you to go, you go. You know his voice and you've been following him. If he says go, you go. That's number one. And number two, follow his instructions to the T. Follow his instructions to the T. Now, I heard this from a man of God many, many years ago, that the goal God has for a sprinter is different from the goal God has from a deep sea diver. What does that mean? A sprinter wears the lightest clothes or the more aerodynamically designed clothes. Shoes are very light because they they need the least amount of weight on their body so they can run fast to meet the goal. A deep sea diver needs weight on them 
they put on a heavy suit. They put on weights so that they can sink into the bottom of the sea. Now, if you were called to be a sprinter and you see your colleague that is called to be a deep sea diver and you think to yourself, wow, his suit is so beautiful. Look at those weights. They're made of real gold. Why can't I have that and run my race? My friend, you will not get far. On the contrary, if the deep sea diver looks at the sprinter and say, man, my suit is so heavy. It's so hot. It's I have to put on all these weights. Why do I have to do that? Why can't my shoes be light? Why can't my clothes be light? And you decide to do your deep sea diving dressed as a sprinter, you will not go anywhere. So God has called everyone to do something different, but collectively is one goal. So do not look to your left. Do not look to your right. Face your goal, the goal Christ has designed for you, because that's where you'll find your rest and restitution. So let's look at Abraham. When God called Abraham, he said, Abraham, get thee out of thy country and from thy kindred and from thy father's house unto a land that I will show thee. But what did Abraham do? He took his father and he took his nephew called Lot. If you read further in Genesis, you'll see that he got stuck until his father passed away. And then Lot cost him a lot of aggravation or aggro as my friends call it because he did not follow the the instructions of God to the T. God said, get thee out of thy country and thy kindred and from thy father's house and unto a land I will show thee. God didn't say, get thee out and take thou with thy father and thy nephew. That We have to be very careful with that. And number three, don't, another don't. Don't doubt God. He knows your limitations. He knows what you can and cannot do. Let's use Moses as an example. Remember, Moses was raised in Pharaoh's house. And in Pharaoh's house, they were taught the finest and the most expensive of those days, the arts, the science, how to walk, how to talk. But when God called Moses, turn to Exodus chapter 4, verse 10. Then Moses said to the Lord, but I'm telling you, I'm not a good speaker. I have never been able to speak well. And then he's asking God, please, I can't talk. I can't talk. Send somebody with me. So God said, okay, I'll I'll compromise with you. Aaron will be your spokesman. But that wasn't God's best for Moses. God called Moses to go. And I strongly believe that if he had gone, he would have been surprised as to how his mouth would have opened to deliver the message that God had for Pharaoh. And finally, follow the instructions you were given. Follow the instructions you were given. I told you about the prophet in 1 Kings 13 that God had told him, go this way to speak to King Jeroboam, come back a different way, do not stop, do not pass, go, do not collect 200. But what happened to him, which is pretty sad, was on his way back through another road that God had asked him to go on, come back a different way, he came across an old prophet that told him in verse 18, I too am a prophet as you are, and an angel spoke to me by the word of the Lord saying, bring him back with you to your house that he may eat and drink, eat eat bread and drink water. But the Bible says he was lying. So when God says, 
these are the instructions I'm giving you. Do not be swayed by people that tell you, but I hear from God too, and God said you could do it this way. If that really happened, go back to your drawing board and say, Father, you've given me these instructions, but this person of God says you've changed your mind. Have you really? And seek what the real answer is. And then if you do that, God will then direct you to where you're supposed to go. If you remember in Acts 16, Paul wanted to go into Asia, but the Holy Spirit restrained him or constrained him until he had the dream about dream about the man from Macedonia saying, come here and help us, come here and help us. And that's where Paul went. Paul didn't push through the Holy Spirit's limiting him, but he went where he was sent to go. So I've said all this to say, God has apprehended you and has apprehended me for a plan and for a purpose. We should seek the plan and the purpose and go after it with all vigor and vitality because we have to believe that one, God is going to create a path for us Two, follow his instructions of what to take with you. Three, do not doubt God that if he has sent you, he's going to prepare the path for you. He knows what you are made of and that's why he's calling you to this. And finally, follow the instructions you are given to the T. And you'll be amazed in seeking what God has sought you out for, you will return to rest. Thank you for joining me and I'll see you at my next podcast.